Is it, is it eight? It's nine. Is it nine? It's episode nine. It's nine. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to episode nine of The Hunkery. Woo! It is May 24th. That's insane. That yeah. means May's almost over. What did we even is do? This our, is this our standard talking about how time is weird? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I wrote a crazy thing about time. Maybe I'll read it next week. I wrote a little short little piece about time and it really tripped me out and uh does it hold up to pink floyd's time <laughs> probably not that's no. the gold standard yeah uh truly though uh you know we had the same conversation at the end of april it was like wow that was kind of weird april happened and now here we are at the end of may i remember being like in may i'm gonna do something <laughs> and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no turned out uh that didn't happen at all yeah yeah, we're we're here. We figured out it's uh, day sixty nine of quarantine for our house, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> nice, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, so nice Long for us. Long time. Mm-hmm. See if we and, get those triple digits. Well, yeah, because everything did just get extended. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, stay at home order till June twelfth. Is and that then, right? Yes, and then state of emergency in effect till June nineteenth. Right. Still. Isn't it so silly that we went into this with so many people being like, it's two weeks, like, we'll just get it <laughs> under control. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be, but the, now it's like... Uh, the level of denial. That's and, still and, going on. And that's still going on. And people's <laughs> just straight up misunderstanding of what is going on then and somehow still now is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's affecting the podcasters too, people. I didn't know I'd have to be this charming for so long, you know? It's yeah, hard. I kind of didn't anticipate, like, nine weeks yeah. of, <laughs> okay, let's go in the basement. Yeah, You didn't realize what kind of commitment this would yeah. be before you signed up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll do this the yeah, like time. Two or three times. And now yeah. it's Max. like, oh my god, yeah. this, is what, this is our life now. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. Last week I didn't have the mental capacity. I was just, my brain was mush. The doom and gloom was too heavy on me that day. I just couldn't do it. I feel that. Yeah, no one blames you for it. We got real deep into some nerdy topics, mm. and that, yeah, I'm sure y'all that no one will ever hear about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked mm. about like, yeah, we talked about some cool shit. I'm I'm sad. I'm just gonna give whoever's listening FOMO for yeah. We had a really interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. True, true. I am sad we lost that. I feel like uh, we really got our momentum going after the second break. But mm-hmm. you know what? One so audio error in two and a half months, I'll take it. Yeah, it happens. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Everything looks good now, though. Woo! <laughs> I, I see green. Yeah. yeah, that's gotta be good. That's green means green go. Means green go. means go. Hey, what's yeah. up? Uh, that reminds me of that. What was it called? Safety school. Mm-hmm. I never got to do it, but I was so jealous because it was such a cool little setup in parking lots, and they get the little cars and the burning building that you had to escape from no, like i didn't fake... know about that oh so we're talking about two separate things i'm talking but... about like the it's like how to cross the street and you learn about like stop signs oh, and how cars yeah, yeah. go and you ride your little tricycle around a map that's on the parking lot yeah and i wanted to do it so badly it just looked like a lot of fun oh yeah i'm thinking of something else where 
I don't know what it was, but it's fire safety training. At least that's what it was for me when they put you in that trailer and like smoke. Yes, yeah, uh, well, it's steam. Yes, you find out yeah, yeah, later. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but, what they make you think it's on fire? Uh, it was run by for me. It was run by our city's fire department, and they came to the elementary schools, and we, you'd go in there like ten kids at a time or eight kids at a time. And they'd tell you some safety procedures, and then smoke would start coming out of the top of this trailer. Well, they have, like, like, a house. They have a little, like, small house replica on a flatbed truck that you're in. But it's, like, a, I think it's, like, a two-story house thing. And, yeah, you're in there, and it kind of, like, fills with steam or fake smoke or whatever. And you have to escape with, you know, it's, like, putting you into into the situation. That's crazy. I missed out on a lot of really cool stuff going to Catholic school. Yeah. We didn't do stuff like that. I All the stories that I've heard from all of my friends that have gone to Catholic school have been overall completely negative. I have not yeah, heard I any, mean, like, thank God I went to, like, Catholic school is great. Like, it's been hard all negative. I've not heard a single yeah. story of it being not, good. Not a lot of positive when yeah. you're a freak like me, you know? Like, if you're blending in with everyone, probably cool. If you're too smart, you're not cool. Well, even... If you're not rich enough to have Birkenstocks, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not cool. (laughs) I had um, black Mary Jane shoes from Hot Topic, and the buckles were cat faces. Mm. Everyone else was wearing Birkenstocks, though. One girl I knew from Catholic school thought that uh, lumberjacks were mythical creatures. Oh, no. Like, she didn't think they were real. Like um, she thought all of them were Paul Bunyan. Yep. yep. She thought oh. that like the myth of Paul Bunyan was representative of all lumberjacks, and she went her whole life not knowing that a lumberjack was a real thing. That's which upsetting. I just found astonishing. She Ooh. also thought that you know dinosaur bones were put into the ground as like a conspiracy you know oh. to like you know shit like that well, so everybody knows that yeah of course the you know, that's, that's just classic. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just classic but anyway so that <laughs> so i know that oxen exist because i saw one made out of butter at the state fair <laughs> but the people that cut down trees that's too much for my mind to grasp and when i asked her i was like how do you think that trees get cut down she was like i just thought like robots did it and i was like what does oh, that even fucking robots. mean like yo like, what <laughs> Oh, man, we need to get her as a guest yeah, on here. Nope. I got some questions. <laughs> nope. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so. uh, and You know what? Everybody has their own blind spots, but that is a, a fundamental building block of almost everything. Lumberjacks being real. Uh, <laughs> I always used to make fun of Bob because he thought every time there was a jet stream in the air, it was a, it was a space shuttle launch. Mm. And I was like... We're launching a lot of space shuttles, yeah. huh? And he's just like, he just, it's one of those things that he just didn't think about, but it always makes me, uh, I think all kids have, I know I have a couple of them where it's just like that fundamental miss, you know, understanding or whatever of the way the world works that you, you're just going along in life and you don't encounter anything that proves it different or you know nothing calls it into question so you're like do 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 like and then one day you're like yeah well obviously this is what it is and then the whole room turns to look at you and they're like 
Wait, what? <laughs> Nick, I don't understand why you're making such a big deal about one of the Apollo missions failing. Like, we launched thousands of shuttles a day. In I said, uh, I remember, I remember two things specifically that are, let's see, which one's the least embarrassing to lead with? Okay, so I, I pronounced quiche. It was, uh, it was a math problem, like a division problem, and I was like, and then they cut the quiche into eight <laughs> separate things. You know, it was like some sort of fraction division problem. And everyone's like, what? And I was like, I was like, yeah, what is that? And they're like, quiche. And I was like, oh, because I had just never seen it spelled mm-hmm. before. And that's the day I got into food. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> so I was like, man, I should look this stuff up. Uh, At least you didn't mispronounce organism and leave out a, a uh, syllable in oh, science yeah. class. I mean, how many that times? That's a common. Damning. Yeah, I feel like that's a common one. I did misspell the word maybe for almost uh, maybe up until somehow like seventh or eighth grade. How'd you spell it? M-A-B-Y. I spelled it like baby, both an M. <laughs> Mabby. And... Did not get corrected. Like, my whole school... What are the teachers there for? I don't even remember what... uh, Maybe I didn't use it a lot when I... um, First of all, dinosaurs are fake. Or maybe... Your spelling of maybe maybe. is just fine. No problem. (laughs) Yeah, I was really... uh, Thank God I didn't go to Catholic school. (laughs) I really would have been in a dicey situation. But I... I don't know. Somehow uh, it, it, like, was overlooked. And then my... My eighth grade teacher was like, why do you keep doing this? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, what? <laughs> it was like so weird. Thank God she had the guts to stand yeah, up and tell you. no one else uh, thought to bring it up to me that I was just so... And I guess, no, it must have not been that late. Because I would have had to have read it in a book or something. Maybe it was, maybe I was eight years old. Maybe I was just, I don't know. It this was, happened last year, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was very recently. <laughs> wow. No, but it, it was just way too long. It was one of those things where I was like, how how are you spelling it that wrong? So I had kind of like a, a crisis this morning where um, someone said the term caddy corner. C-A-D-D-Y oh, yeah. corner. I, I saw that your Facebook status. Oh, I had to that. post about it immediately, but I've always said kitty corner. I mean, I've never heard anyone say caddy. So it's kitty. I, I've only heard kitty corner. I looked it up on Google. And the first Google result I got was, Caddy Corner is correct. This is, you know, means a diagonal, you Mm -hmm. know, diagonally across. But then um, after people got done laughing at me, people shared (laughs) that it is a regional thing. Some people say Kitty Corner. The Midwest is Kitty Corner. There's Caddy Corner. There's Caddy Wampus. I've heard that. I might switch to that one. That's fun. Because I've heard Kitty Wamp. I've heard all the Wampus cat conjugal varieties yeah wampus is a fun word mm-hmm. but um that's a band name caddy wampus is it mm-hmm. nice yeah it it was just one of those um those blind spots mm-hmm. where um i'll fully admit and i put it on the facebook status as well that i thought it was for all intensive purposes until three years ago yeah. i had no I, idea it was yeah intense. i thought it was intensive until i saw you post about yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, it's for all intents and purposes. There are many... I Did we talk about this last week, or do we talk about this at some point? This just comes up a lot, where all these turns of phrase oh. happen. Um, there's a couple that, yeah, I either didn't understand, or... Callie doesn't know how to escape a fire. 
because yeah. of her Catholic education, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that um, there were regional choices for Kitty Corner. I think, uh, remember how we were talking about regional dialects and things like that? It's the same thing with regional, True. like, specific weird words, where it's just like, why would you know the regional dialect of a region that you're not from as a kid you know you're not like oh i wonder how they say this word in Mm -hmm. new york it's like you just don't think of it unless you go there truly well the one misconception that someone pointed out they just said by the way it's actually champing at the bit not chomping at the bit oh weird and i use chomping at the bit why would it be champing yeah wow great question but this person is the ferndale librarian oh and so i trust him like uh, I'm the assuming horse is that like it's a, biting onto the bit. That's champing, not chomping. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll I, get the uh, wool attach an article. Hmm. As far as I need that's to, weird. I need to further yeah. research that one. But yeah, it's all these common expressions that you don't really know about. Like we were talking it, it, with that regional dialect, like would of versus would have. Yeah, it's one thing to pronounce it that way, but when I see someone type it, it lights a fire in me that is not easily put out. I mean, we still can't get people to write your correctly. Uh, in the, or two. Yeah. Your two there's, there. Yeah. There's if, three of them. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. If <laughs> English is your second language, it. you have an ultimate pass from me. All right? Yeah. You don't need to know the theirs. You don't need to know the yours. It's great if you do, and I'll respect you more if you do. But if that's not your your home language, that's fine. But if you went through the same education system as me and you don't know the difference between the yours or the theirs, what are you doing? Yeah. Important lesson. Not doing good at school. Mm-mm. I think uh, I think I realized that wind and wind were spelled the same way, like, way too late in life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? Yeah. Like, these are the same words? Yeah. Or, like, read and read. Yeah. That yeah. one is pretty crazy that's because that's like me. a really, I don't know, out of all the words. The English language reading. is dumb. And there's a lot of yeah. dumb, like, things that don't make sense because it's not, they're not rules. It's just like an amalgamation of, like, just weird little knickknacks that have been added on. And, you know, it's like a weird Rube Goldberg machine of language that just kind of works, but in a very convoluted way. But. My favorite, um, my favorite expression about this exact topic is, English is a tough language to learn, but it can be learned through tough, thorough thought, though. <laughs> and if you think about how similar all those words are spelled, it's great. Yeah. And it's true. True, yeah. And you know what? That would be very confusing to learn any of those words altogether. Yeah. Through tough, thorough thought, though. Mm-hmm. 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 It can be done. Um, I'm sure I still have a bunch of blind spots. Um, you know, I feel like one a year comes out. Mm-hmm. That's actually something that Bill Skibby is really good. Our, uh, our our former coworker or coworker who does some some audio stuff for mutual interests. He loves learning about um, the intricacies of language and how mm-hmm. he he really loves learning about how people are pronouncing things wrong which i i can get behind it's it's a really really like small thing to feel superior about i guess i think and i think we've talked about this before at some point but how if you mispronounce something it's a sign that you've only read it in books 
you know, uh, as opposed to yeah. spoken the word. So, yeah, I always, I always take pronunciations and mispronunciations um, with a grain of salt. But I feel like in the age of autocorrect and spell check, especially like in an email or something, like if people are spelling stuff wrong, that to me is a little, uh, little egregious. But so you were very gracious to me yesterday. I pronounced one of uh, someone that I've known for over a year now, but uh, one of your friends, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, James Mackinon. Um, I pronounced it McKinnon because I had only ever read it. Yeah, you that, know? Well, that's uh, actually he. I mean, that's a common mistake that people make with his yeah. last name, just because it's the same. Yeah, uh, like steens and steins and all the, those mm-hmm. it's like names that have weird or similar spellings and or pronunciations um mm-hmm. yeah those poor steens and steins i feel there's bad. really no rule for that i feel bad for all siobhan's mm-hmm. uh, like anyone has who has like a gaelic you know spelling name yeah. it's just like oh man i'm sure like all the telemarketers like uh, oh god what C-O-B <laughs> What kind of a silly name is that? <laughs> yeah, the amount of times that I've gotten Moshart mm-hmm. is staggering. Yeah, my phone, like if I, you know, say, hey Siri, call Jamie, will be like, calling Jamie Moshart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> She's actually calling you now. Sorry. Don't call me. <laughs> we always got Shia listening. for our last name. Shia? I'd answer the phone, is Mr. and Mrs. Shia there? And then I'd just hang up. Like, you don't know my mom and dad. I would get, but now everybody says it right because of like shea butter being in everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I would get haze and he. I would get weird mispronunciations. My yeah. last name too. Mm-hmm. Strange. I'd probably say he if I had never read it before. I could see that Nikki. Yeah, <laughs> my thing is like the whole like I. I Y vowel switching where I'm like I would say hi like it may, I don't know like my that's crazy yeah. that you would think that yeah. having that name your whole life yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep hi this is Jameson Moshart Ali Shia and Nikki live <laughs> in the basement <laughs> for week nine mm-hmm. I've noticed uh, that we talk about the same shit a lot mm-hmm Maybe just in this context, because we never talk about language. We've talked about language and time a bunch Mm -hmm. on the podcast, but not in real life or not in, you know, normal conversation. Interesting. Maybe it all just kind of stems from the same thought somehow. Or maybe maybe we just keep following the same. Yeah, the same train of thought. And, like, we're in the basement in the same position right. and maybe something about being here evokes those topics from us yeah it's like a weird time warp yeah could be i feel like Rally. we've been talking about different and weird shit in general not on the podcast though true we have a lot of time to talk to each other when we're not recording this too yes <laughs> yes if you think this is just the smallest window into our conversations possible. You know? So subscribe to our $25 Patreon tier to <laughs> hear our very weird discussions. Or, yeah. Uh, Recorded we were, while I'm just laying in bed stroking my cat. Yeah. We were just talking about, because uh, Courtney said she got like a, a Google Home or whatever, one of the weird listening devices but we were just talking about yesterday how 
these devices are listening to us as evidenced by your phone hearing that you know just (laughs) so yeah either uh subscribe to our 24-hour live feed or uh (laughs) go work at google Google. (laughs) yeah speaking of 25 hour or 24 hour (laughs) live feeds um it is movement weekend here in detroit a lot of the festivals uh performers are doing streams on twitch and assorted things oh as opposed to yeah because they, they cannot perform they obviously it would be really fun if they just had like one guy playing in heart plaza i'd still watch that but sound quality is probably better from home but some of the companies are doing 24-hour continuous streams trying to keep it going and um it's been fun to see how they've adapted because this you know one of the most international concert events in Detroit has been shut down um, due to all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. But um, but they're adapting, and you know what? People are people are rallying and trying to trying to be out there and listen to music. Just do drugs from inside your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like yeah, that's a that's a weird one to try to make it virtual because it's so much about being in a large crowd of people and you know. Yeah, you being can't rep- you some kind replicate of that. thing, whatever your thing is, whether it's just the hive being around a lot of people or, you know, drinking a bunch of White Claw or whatever kind of substances you're sipping. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to think of anybody, like, still dressed up in their neon outfits, watching at home. Not going to dampen <laughs> my weekend. No. It's just strange to think about. I mean, those people are doing that kind of stuff anyway. Whether yeah, they're at movement or not, they're just, you know, I... Some of my friends, uh, their first, like, breakout from quarantine thing were just like, we're going to go take a bunch of ecstasy and, like, hang out in the backyard. And I'm just like, why? Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Sounds tight. Seems I guess. unnecessary and yeah. egregious, but, yeah, but y- sure. you do you. Okay. No. I haven't really done anything to celebrate Memorial Weekend or uh, movement specifically, mm-hmm. but we did go to Ann Arbor yesterday. We Lovely drove. trip. Yeah, and it's it's relatively close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Zingerman's to get some nice meats and cheeses, and then we went to... Thanks um, again for that, by the way. Oh, so, so, so it, I don't even know if we mentioned that it was your birthday at all on any of these episodes. But uh, Yeah, I don't if, think so. If we didn't, it was just Nick's birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we did a little charcuterie for Nick, since he's more of a savory Cherky. boy than a sweet boy. Yeah, although and, I did... We did have sweets, though. Yeah, we did also... <laughs> Uh, get some sugars. Yes. Because yeah. um, uh, I guess like uh, Milk Bar in New York um, delivers. And uh, and boy, do they and, deliver. And they deliver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was good sugar. <laughs> Those uh, cookies were very good. Yeah. Cookies, Milk Bar Pie, formerly known as Crack Pie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice birthday week. Yeah. All we things had some considered, duck salami. We had some brie. We had some goat milk cheese and pimento cheese. Oh, yeah, the pimento uh, cheese. So good. But yeah, it was just really nice <clears throat> for whatever purpose to go out to another city and like visit some places we haven't seen in a little while. And by thing. visit, it means like we pulled up to three different <laughs> locations to pick items up with masks into the trunk i yeah. hope if you're to still then listening go sit in a picnic area and eat our sandwiches and then drive home <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. If you're still listening to this podcast, I hope you know that we're not just like, you know, gallivanting into random spots and random towns. <laughs> yeah. We did this all very... Um, by the book. Very by the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did appreciate when we went to get the meat and cheese Zingerman system, you went up and you registered at a table and then they had milk crates. Um, it probably was even more than six feet away from the other milk crates, probably like eight feet away. And they're like, you register, give us your name, then go stand by a milk crate. If we see you, you know, moving away from the milk crate, we're going to tell you to go back to the milk crate or tell you to leave type of thing, which was refreshing. Um, I saw a whole thing about restaurants using drones as like uh, little delivery bots. And then (laughs) I just saw a video today of a Boston Dynamics like robot dog running around a park in Singapore that was like, please stand six or a meter away or whatever. Um, Yeah, the distancing, the adaptations and the distancing and the kind of various ways people are trying to abide by. The rules is pretty interesting. Get on it, modern science. We need force fields more now than ever. Mm, Yeah. Personal force fields. Mm -hmm. Dune. Just like Dune. Yeah. Which that movie's coming out next year, I believe. I hope so. They just uh, released some, uh, like, preliminary, like, first shots or whatever from it. So Mm -hmm. I have high hopes for that. I do not want them to be dashed. Yes, and if you're not into Dune, uh, Timothy Chalamet is in it. Mm, so you can, interested you can, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Perhaps oh, uh, one of the best science fiction novels of all time, yeah. Dune by Frank Herbert. Uh, one of my favorite books. Uh, one of my favorite. One of my favorite fiction books. Um, it's kind of a crazy story. Uh, it's a book about... Let's see. How to best sum it up. So this dude owns a, a zoo for tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much, do, <laughs> how much do you know about the world of tiger keeping? Um, uh, Lord. No, no, no. Give us a little almost, synopsis. Uh, it's about a hypothetical, like, spacefaring intergalactic future. Um that is dominated by like ruling families and it's kind of like their uh like a story about that in the broadest way but um yeah it's more about like power and control and colonialism and has themes of like white savior complex and like drugs and weird sci-fi stuff and it's an excellent sci-fi book yeah mm. one it's of the few good. i've read um yeah, it's got great quotes. Um, Frank Herbert was an excellent writer, uh, and his world building is very, very cool. Um, and that's why only the best of the best, Jason Momoa and Timothy Chalamet, will star. Yeah. That seems like an interesting duo. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty Physically s- very strong different cast. humans. Yes, very true. One very tall and strong, the other very scrawny. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you seen uh, the shit that Robert Pattinson's been getting for, like, not working out yeah. to be Batman? <laughs> like, he like everybody else to, ripped yeah, up. Yeah, like, getting jacked, and he's, like, <laughs> doing weird shit. And Come being... on, bro. Even Michael Keaton got a little swole for that role. Um, yeah, that seems I like think weird he's casting. A, I was just going to say terrible casting. It's such a... He is not Batman at all. <laughs> Blame Christian Bale, you know? He was the first uh, he was good. English actor mm-hmm. to do it, and 
Now it's just opened the floodgates to all these non-iron-pumping sissies. I miss Clooney. <laughs> I miss Dude. Kilmer. God, Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite Batman? Which actor? I don't know, maybe... Trick question, the cartoons are the best. Oh, yeah. Batman <laughs> the Animated Series is better than everything. Um, I think I... It's not Christian Bale, but those movies are my favorite Batman movies. Um, I, I feel like that's the correct answer. Yeah. Any sensible person would uh, give. I like all the Batmans in there. They all It's like the Bonds, where they all have their own special uh, something, and especially like the movies with the different directors and stuff like that. But... Um, there are certainly some that are better than others. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've only to go seen Clooney. a couple of versions. Mm-hmm. Like I saw The Dark Knight, spooky for me. Mm-hmm. It's an intense film. Yeah, very intense. I saw it in theaters just because I felt like I needed to because mm-hmm. everyone was talking about it, and it was very spooky. <laughs> um, and then I remember the ones from like the '90s, and Jim Carrey was the Joker, and yeah. Or the, the Riddler. Riddler. Sorry, yeah, the Riddler. Arnold was Mr. Freeze and stuff like that. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Cool out, bird boy. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same one with Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy? Yep. Is that the same movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah. And then what's his face is the penguin guy. You're talking about Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. Oh, those earlier ones? That's yeah, that's, oh, in, okay. that's in uh, Tim when Tim Burton oh, directed right. that. Yeah, yeah, classic. With uh, I don't even Michelle Pfeiffer as, thing, as but... Catwoman. Yeah. That was a... I, speaking of, that's another movie that I saw when I was probably too young, where, like, the penguin and, like... He, he was fr- scary. That freaked me out. That's yeah, another same. thing where I was like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> like, this is not okay. I doubt that I saw the whole thing, but I there were a lot of movies when I was a kid that I saw just like a little bit of that really messed me up. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing a little bit of my parents watching the Leprechaun. Oof, no, Ooh, yeah, that not fucked a good me up one. For a while. Oh, man. oh my god, I was so scared. That's not a movie for children. No, despite the lackadaisical name. And same with yeah. Chucky. Like just witnessing like a scene of that movie also was like, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's alive. That'll mess you up for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, didn't Nick. Like did it. you see any? Does any one particular movie stick out in your mind that you saw too early? I mean, uh, I think I've spoken about this before, but Jurassic Park is the mm. oh right. Yeah, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Another thing, another conversation that we wound our way back on. Maybe we've run out of topics to talk about. Yeah, we <laughs> thought this was going to be three episodes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out uh, this is why people have different guest stars on podcasts because <laughs> or like go we're not that topics. interesting. We don't have that much <laughs> shit to talk about. We're just like, hey, you guys, remember movies still? <laughs> Let's talk about a, I saw Jurassic Park too or too early again. It hasn't been a week since we talked Let's about Let's talk that. about Nickelodeon. Yeah. You yeah. know, what shows did yeah. you remember? We were reminiscing about Little Bear yesterday, yeah, yeah. which was very touching to me. It's good, I yeah. Franklin, Little Bear. Yep. A great Nickelodeon show. Franklin. Come into my house. Is that the bear? Franklin was the turtle. Yes. Oh, the, but with little the glasses? Bear, I don't think he had glasses. Oh, I'm thinking of the turtle on Rocco's Modern Life. I don't think I've hmm. watched Franklin. <laughs> You've never seen Franklin? I know it's the nice. theme song. Yeah, he's just like a cool little turtle guy who's got like little friends and 
forest. Also, same premise for Little Bear. He's just a little bear who's got friends Fans in the, in forest. the forest. Yeah, <laughs> much like Winnie the Pooh. Much like all the things, uh, mm-hmm. except for all kids shows today, which are just like bur- bizarre, surrealist, uh, like psycho acid trips. Like yeah. kids shows now, it's just like. But also, you look back at like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. Well, those, those shows were, were really, up, yeah. really weird. But even okay, those were bizarre. There's a now there's like a middle ground that isn't quite that weird, but it's like this weird interactive ADHD bilingual acid trip that is like kids' <laughs> television now. True. It's very strange. I saw this tweet yesterday that was um it it said uh baby boomer colon all this new music is just drug induced nonsense lyrics and then below it it says uh, heroined out jazz players in the 70s Scooby beep and beans yeah there's this weird everyone views their music or their cultural time with this nostalgic preference where it's just like everyone is on drugs going back throughout history you know if i didn't know what i knew about jim carrey and arnold schwarzenegger would i still like that batman movie as much i submit no still fun to watch but wouldn't have the same the same lens it adds a lot well yeah sometimes it adds a lot sometimes not tune in next week when we make a gen z or watch our batman movies from our childhood do we I feel know like that Yeah, I don't or... even know. Actually, I probably do. I've probably worked with some of them. I don't know what constitutes Gen Z exactly, but how yeah, old do you? Would how you old heard, do you have I've to heard be? they like memes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't would even know. Would it be what like ninety five? Would that be? Ugh. Gen Z? Uh, I think it was eighty two to. Um... Oh, man, I need to look it up. I'm just curious because. I, I know that I've um, I've seen all the distinctions of, of the generations, but there's always some debate about the exact years. So, you yeah. know, it's like it's more of a more of like a feeling than a, oh, in 1945, like this is when the cutoff happened. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's usually like a range, I believe. Right. Uh, a quick Google search says 97. Oh, OK. OK. If you're born 97 or after, you are still Gen Z. And there's nothing after that now, which is interesting. It, it will be the last generation, probably. <laughs> Welcome back to the COVID update. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking just uh, two weird things. No, I'll just say the one. It's 1996. In Czech Serial, there was a, a little CD-ROM that they included in the cereal box, and it had a game in it called Checks Quest where it was basically like the video game Doom but you were a anthropomorphic checks like serial nugget that went around uh fighting the flemoids and which were giant balls of green goo and you conventional weapons didn't work on them so you had to use a zorch ray and you were zorch and flemoids now why do you bring this up nick i brought this up because they just fully remastered it in hd and then i i downloaded it and beat the game yesterday or two days ago you already beat it 
Yeah, it's very easy to beat. It's just like a CD-ROM's worth of... It's like five levels of, yeah. of Doom. It was a game in a cereal box, uh, but... I mean, um, a child of a certain age's dream as they grow up. You were great. excited. Oh, I was... Uh, I was... I'll, I'll spoiler alert. This that was like this the joy sparking event of my <laughs> week where I was literally like, "Holy shit, Chex Quest!" Um, you were talking to us and you were like, "I'm downloading it," and I was like, "If it was made '96 and came in a fucking cereal box, how long can it take to download? Like, it no, should it be done by now." It did now. not take very long. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, just when you said '97, I, I I started thinking back to that time period in my life a little bit. So on. Um, on this topic, another video game is getting remastered that's getting a lot of hype this week. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Do you notice that as remastered. soon as Allie just stepped away from the table to go get another drink, we start talking about video games? Oh, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, if you stuck through episode 8, bless you, because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. Okay, you she's know? back. We oh, can... she's back. Okay. Um, oh, what? The world, um, disease, yeah. we're very deep. Uh, what were you guys talking about? We were talking about how Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is getting a full remaster. Thank God yeah. I left the room. I know you've been waiting. Yeah. I have played one of those games before. My brothers were really into skateboarding mm-hmm. growing up. Great soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah, they did have good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I think they're doing it the right way. They're keeping the original soundtrack, but adding a few tracks in. Which I'm sure, you know, people would revolt if they took away that soundtrack. Because it is so iconic mm-hmm. for that generation. Yeah, you can't remove anything from that. No. Uh, now is a perfect time to remaster a video game. Yeah, I bet Nick would have paid do? $6 for Chuck's Quest. Yeah, they gave it to me for free. I probably... Idiots. I don't know, because I knew it was, it was like, a very, I don't know, it was novelty. Maybe I would have paid some money for it, but... A couple dollars for an alternate skin. Yeah, I think, actually, how they get you is, uh, there's a multiplayer version that you have to, like, enter a promo code that I think you have to acquire from purchasing checks or checks mix or some shit like that. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also Shit, maybe like we a, should do that. No, I think it's multiplayer, but it's multiplayer. Uh, like you have to get a USB splitter or some. It's like on this. It's not online multiplayer, so it's whack. But anyway, we don't have to talk about Chex Quest anymore. It's not. It was just some some joyous nostalgia for me. That's great, though. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What else is there, you guys? I'm kind <laughs> of. I'm, I'm I honestly dry. feel so like. Uh, like there's no new ideas in my head anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all just like every day is just kind of like, well, I get my joy by going on a walk or a bike ride. Yeah, and then I ignore everything that's happening in the world and I watch some <laughs> shitty reality TV if I've got some downtime. Uh-huh. It's just it's a weird. Uh, remember the first time, time we made bagel sandwiches and we got all excited? We did that again today. It oh. was still great today. We put pimento cheese on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, it was like, okay, we did bagel sandwiches again. It was good, but I don't think we could do it again and have it be good anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Allie was on a Zoom call, gone. too. <laughs> Allie was on a Zoom call, and so like we weren't talking. Just we were just scarfing these bagels, yeah. and they were yeah, so good. But yeah, No, it's cool. <laughs> That's fine. We were it's a <laughs> three and a half hour. Zo- I think that's also why I'm kind of drained because it was just like us gossiping and giggling for 
three that's and a half lot hours. Of, uh, that's a lot of social interaction. It, yeah, Rel- it was. I mean, I loved them all, but it was, yeah. It when the call started, I came in and said hello briefly, and then I went down and played some video games, and then I took a full two-hour nap and then came back down and it was still going. Yeah. I mean, we can't be stopped. Yeah. We all live in different places, so it's nice, you know, college friends being able to still just talk shit on people that we went to college with who are still messes. Yeah. Just nice. I thought of a new segment besides what sparks joy for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ready? What, um, what that you saw in real life or saw on your friend's social medias makes you angry this week. Oh my god, where do they even start? <laughs> I'm I'm loving that concept because there's so much like we're we'll talk about this what, what after sparks, the break. What sparks outrage? What sparks <laughs> outrage? What sparks rage? Oh god. Uh, uh, do we have enough time? Uh, we don't. We don't. Uh, well, talk let's about try a 24-hour stream. One thing. Because uh, we could very easily spiral yeah. into a lot of things. I, I think that'd be that'd be fun because we can you know we can trickle that in with the the COVID update and everything. Did you inc- did you think of that when you saw the guy yesterday at Zingerman's? Is that what sparked outrage for you? So I'll give my <laughs> I'll give my two I'll give one of my two things away before well, we take we, this. We break. can like wait and we can leave it. No, on no, a we're cliffhanger. in it now. You fucking lit the fire. Here we go. <laughs> so I'm at Zingerman's and uh, I already told he you about me the that lovely, picture while I was in the car. By the way, the lovely milk crate system that they outline. <laughs> everybody has masks and everybody's standing relatively far apart, but this idiot was sitting on a milk crate. With, um, okay, so you put the mask on and it covers your nose and your mouth, and he flipped it up so that it wasn't covering his mouth, it was just covering his nose like a, like a, you know, a nostril respirator. (laughs) Like a mid-face bandana. I mean, he looked like one of the, like the pig bad guy from, uh, Ninja Turtles. I can't even remember that guy's name, (laughs) but, um, he looked so stupid. But it was because he was on his phone, right? Yeah. yeah, he flipped it up to talk on his phone, which yeah. it just. This is Ed Zingerman's was the most people I've been around in a uh, a relatively restricted situation. Like I said, I was comfortable because they put the um, the measures in place to make sure people were far enough away from each other. But I was like one of twenty five to thirty people waiting for my meats and cheeses. Yeah, which. Anyway, that sparked rage. Mm-hmm. I'll, we'll link the picture, but this dude looks like such a doofus. I don't doofus. think we should link the picture. That's like some guy that you, like, without consent took a picture of. True. Oh, he deserves to be shamed. That's nah, fine. I mean... <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure you saw me take the picture, and I have no shame about that either, because you look like, pardon the French, a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, have you seen the variety of videos of people losing their minds and like at uh just workers in various scenarios for not you know there's one where costco the guy was like took a guy's card away in costco because he wasn't wearing a mask and there's all these videos of usually it's karen's like coughing into people's faces it's insane like it's it's honestly every video i've seen i don't know if this is like there's a huge compilation of these videos. I saw one with the. I can't a, watch that. It's all no. middle-aged. Either it's either like Trump supporty looking white dudes or like middle-aged women just like going ape shit on these poor like 
convenience store workers or like someone like behind a thing like I think it was like a FedEx or someone something but this person was behind a little plexiglass barrier and the woman was like you weren't won't serve me cuz I'm blah like you know screaming and like smashing the plexiglass and like ripping you know just it's like people are behaving like not even like children but like fucking animals you know yeah. it's insane We'll so, be back after the break with yeah, what with, sparks with rage seething, with Maybe, Jamie's seething anger. I've I've opened up Pandora's box here because yeah, there's so this is, much. This is why. All right, let's try it once and see how off yeah. the rails it gets. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, maybe we never do it again. Or maybe we can just post links. Maybe we don't have to talk about it, and we can just have it under a section of the website. I think what we have been doing previously, where it's like focusing on the positive and then trying to continuously update people on how to be safe and healthy is probably more positive but it is getting to the point where this has been last this has lasted long enough and people are behaving in such an absurd way where it's hard to uh not be a little mad about it yeah i i feel like enough time has passed that we're allowed to be a little bit angry about it Right. Well, and I'm, use that anger constructively, of course. But, so I'm saying not, like, angry about the situation, but, like, I'm now so sick and tired of how stupid people are. Like, the situation is, is annoying and aggravating, but there's nothing that can be done about the greater situation. But being an asshole to other human beings who are in the exact same situation as you as you are is, and who are just trying to do their job or whatever is so despicable and shitty where it's like everyone is in the same boat and you being a violent asshole to them is not helping anyone it's like uh it's like road rage out of the car you know it's like you can your people are just like oh i can road rage on like a waffle house worker or something because i'm mad it's like or because I, yeah, it's just really i'm so upset that my carry out food is not ready in time yeah it's uh that's what I'm that's what I'm upset about where it's like because that's just people behaving badly where it's you know it's hard to be you can't be upset about the situation it's disappointing and annoying but it's not like outraging to me at least but yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah so we can we can try it I'll get it's it's just depressing yeah (laughs) Uh (laughs) my rage after the break (laughs) yeah are we not doing that right now (laughs) we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna do what sparks rage continue the rage yeah (laughs) just so that we can think about it for 10 more minutes before we talk about it yeah we're gonna have a fight club in the interim (laughs) get the blood flowing Mm -hmm. we'll be back with rage We're back with What Sparks Rage, which this is a new segment where we talk We've about... we at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we are at this point, you know. it's uh, We're almost 70 days isolated, and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of on the brink of restrictions being loosened, and... Um, People are starting to get the idea that it's almost over, which, as I hope you know, we feel is not true. And so, What Sparks Rage 
is about things that we've seen personally in the past week or two um, that make us, you know, say WTF or um, just situations where it's so incredibly different than the way we've been trying to live our lives, which I feel like it's going to increase exponentially as the restrictions get loosened over the next few weeks or months yeah. or what have you the danger of of pulling back these restrictions is that it's giving people the signal that things are okay mm-hmm. which is not the case um especially well like we talked about in michigan you know death rates and case rates are not are not falling it's not even and we have been distancing and i think over the past like uh the most recent seven day average that i saw was 500 new cases a day Mm. and 50 some deaths a day so it's like this is not chilling out you know um but but by by releasing or by hinting at or or releasing the restrictions or whatever i think it's just giving people the wrong impression and like a false sense of security um and so it's yeah, it's not surprising to me that we're seeing people behave in uh, outrageous ways. Mm-hmm. Truly, yeah. And we can follow up what sparks rage with our weekly COVID update and talk a little bit, yeah, about that. So um, you want to you want to talk about your your secondary rage inducing yeah thing that you witnessed yeah i mean so overall our trip to ann arbor this past uh a couple days ago was lovely it was very nice we um we got the zingermans where i saw uh the idiot in the mask and then we went to um holmes brewing to get some beer where they just drop it off in your trunk which um all three beers that i've tried from there were absolutely delicious thank you for the recommendation lewis nick and then we went to Detroit Filling Station, which is, um, it's a vegan restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got these. It's like um, connected to, well, not physically, but um, I think it's owned by the same people as The Lunchroom, which is okay. another like vegan Ann Arbor place. Yeah. It's like right next to the farmer's market right there, which was not open. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we got these, these things. I got a, you know, faux chicken buffalo wrap. And um, and we decided we passed a park on the way, and that looked pretty empty. And so we decided to go eat our meals there. And while we were uh, sitting, having our delicious vegan food and some of the best tater tots I've had in a long time, props, next to us on a baseball diamond was a full kickball game. Like 8v8, no masks, people are running the bases with Coors Lights, and not a single precaution was taken. And that sparked some rage. Because wh- why would you possibly think, I mean, think about the numbers, that's crazy. It's, you it's know. a lot of people touching the same ball, not wearing masks, all being like very close to each other and like touching each other, that it was just... It was kind of jarring to see that many people. I felt like I kept just looking around like, are we, is it not the same here? Is there some kind of weird false sense of security in Ann Arbor where you think you're untouchable? Well, we have one of the best hospitals in the country, Mm. and therefore we'll be fine. 
but no it was uh it was really staggering to see and um even when i went to kensington metro park this past week i pulled up into the parking lot and there were two adults with 12 like snotty looking eight-year-old children and i don't mean snotty like pompous i mean snotty like actual snot (laughs) and there it was just like a train of these children and you know when you're eight you don't know how to not touch everything that you're near you know so anyway uh that's what sparked rage for me was just seeing um it was mostly the adults guiding the kids and these uh older 20 somethings playing kickball with no regard i mean damn it yeah i'd say that you know seeing all that kind of stuff is infuriating and thinking about you know groups of people getting together regardless if it's if it's your family or not if you are all from different places and like you're dealing with family members who haven't been taking precautions or don't think that it's very serious that just seems like a dumb situation to walk into but i think i'm gonna have to say that my rage came from this morning i went on a walk and i was um you know i had a mask in my pocket i didn't really pass anybody on my way because it was you know 9 45 there weren't like a lot of people out just yet and i'm coming down the street and I have to say that, like, everybody in our neighborhood, for the most part, has been, like, really conscious. If you are coming towards somebody, you know, somebody very quickly will cross the street or, you know, find a different route, take a different street down if there's a lot of people. And I'm walking down the end of our street to Courtney Street, because I was going to go walk by there, and there's, like, this middle-aged guy, and I see that he crosses the main road, and he's coming towards me, and he's still, like little over a block away and he's just like confidently strutting right towards me and i'm like okay so he's not gonna cross what what's going on and i kind of like waited for a minute because i feel like i'm always taking you know that first step to get out of somebody's way Uh but he was there was no way he was he was moving and he was a full-on mouth breather i mean his mouth was just wide open he didn't have any kind of mask whatever just so confident and so I finally, like, we're a couple driveways away, and I realize he's definitely not moving. He's fully about to just walk past me on the sidewalk as if that's normal. Which, even if I was on, like, a power walk like that in normal times, I probably would have moved anyways. Because it's like, you know, sidewalk is relatively small. It's not super comfortable to walk by somebody like that. So I step into the street, and I'm walking, you know, on the other side of the cars. And he, like, threw his hands up at me in, like, a... Ugh, type oh, like of way he was like looks right at me like he was you. yeah so exhausted by this person who's like oh <sighs> another person just you know taking things like too far <laughs> yeah. and he looked so irritated with me for going into the street and it took me a second i was just like what the hell and i kept going and as soon as i turned the corner i was just like i'm really mad that made me really mad <laughs> why was he he was not gonna move he was just gonna go right by me and almost i mean he was also clearly kind of doing it on purpose yeah he was testing me to see if i was gonna move and it's just weird it's so weird people's disregard for other humans like don't judge somebody else for trying to be safe you know i've talked to other people too who i was talking to kelsey earlier and she said that they were going for a walk in their neighborhood and somebody opened up their window and yelled take off your masks it's like don't what if what if that person was sick or they were 
yeah. you know, compromise in some... You don't know what somebody else's situation is. Like, if somebody it, wants to be safe and wear a fucking mask, it's just literally, let them do it. How does that affect you at all? You're so enraged that you see someone being cautious yeah. that you have to open up your window and yell at them. What yeah. could possibly so insane. be your argument right. for taking off your mask? That you're just so mad because you think it's all, it's all fake and you I mean, imagine... Democrats. It's even worse, but imagine someone just being like, stop wearing a helmet, stop wearing a seatbelt. Right. But imagine if those things were also contagious to, uh, contagious to other people. It's just like, to tell another person to not wear a mask is the dumbest fucking thing yeah. I can think of. But like, it felt that's like so, that. Like, his anger towards me throwing his arms yeah. up, it felt like he was giving me that exact type of message. I have a coworker who is going to get his parents in Florida because they feel uncomfortable in the senior community they're in, and so he's being a nice guy, yeah. going down there, retrieving them, and That's bringing really them nice. back up to yeah. To they have a place in Michigan, right? So they're coming back up, snowbirds that they are, and he got he got yelled at in the airport, like he's flying down because he has to drive their car back up, which. Uh-huh. He knows the risks he's taking. He's like, I'm not thrilled about it, but like, I gotta go get my folks, so yeah. I'm gonna go do it. And someone in the airport was like, word for word, you're stupid. That's all they said to him because he had a mask on. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> That's like, right uh, back at you, bro. Yeah. Even cool, if it cool, was cool. by some miracle that we were we were in like an upswing of you know getting things back to normal, which is you know even if that's a year from now. And things are becoming more normal. I'm not going to scoff at somebody who's wearing a mask because you just don't know their circumstances. And honestly, like at this point, we're we're not in the clear by any means. And People even going to yeah. be wearing masks for a long time. For a long time. I feel like if, my, you, if you have a cold least, at all, if you have any type of yeah. sickness, you're going to need to wear one to not spread it because you don't really know what it is immediately. And yeah. it's just so funny. I mean, honestly, like in when. Um, the initial SARS outbreak happened like in Asia, like in Hong Kong, Singapore, whatever, like it's normal just to wear it in Japan, normal to wear masks all the time. They do it as a sign of respect. And it's, that was years ago and they're still doing it. And I think people were no longer, it's this kind of like massively ignorant, delusion to think that we're going to go back to normal or that things are going to be fine but like handshakes are gone masks are here to stay like you know for the foreseeable future and even when i mean it was like <laughs> it's like uh after 9-11 people weren't like when can we fly unsafely again <laughs> like jesus right. like I- when are we going to disband <laughs> the tsa it's like no that shit's here now, forever. Twenty years later, they're like, you can actually, I guess, bring shampoo on now. So it's like that's what our that's when the restrictions get dropped. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like that guy and all these people like who are enraged are it, they're just like children that are throwing temper tantrums because they don't understand the situation, and. Uh, and that's understandable to a certain degree, but it's also just, it's such a childish and short-sighted and selfish mm-hmm. mindset. Um, that's just like, it's pretty shameful for an adult to behave that way, I think. Um, well, it's one thing to think it, too. You can have yeah. your emotions towards what's going on. You can think that this is all stupid and that's yeah. all fake. 
but to go out of your way and like actually say something to a complete stranger yes. without knowing anything about them or their situation there seems psychotic to me. Yeah, it, it requires a level of just like disrespect and and either lack of control or like egoism or something. I mean, it's just the it's the worst part of the human being, mm-hmm. you know, that that attacks someone like a stranger like that. Yeah. It's uh it's fucked up. I feel like my response when someone says like, "Oh, you're stupid" or like oh, throws up their hands and we're like, "Oh, did you get the vaccine?" Tell me where to get it. You know? Are you good? You're clear? I think it's just like the mental block of people just not understanding the situation. And if they don't understand it by now, which is horrifying, I don't think they can or will. Maybe it's it's like... uh, it's like early adopters for an iPhone. It's like, why are all the kids using these iPhones? It's like, well, in two years, when you're using it, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're going to do it. Don't yell at me for you know <laughs> for doing it just because mm-hmm. you don't understand what's happening. Um, yeah. I was what gonna sparked s- rage with you this week, Nick? I was going to say that my entire life outside of ChexQuest is pretty much, you know... <laughs> <laughs> saturated with rage but um Chex quest and charcuterie yeah yeah and there no there are a lot of great things but i mean i don't think i can um i don't think i can narrow down one thing and nothing because i've been so insulated in my life like nothing has been uh i haven't seen anything personally like that like mm-hmm. i I go. I leave the house far less uh, than you guys do, and when I do, it's just to like r- run to the grocery store and back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen anything that directly sparked rage in that at that level. But one thing I did want to bring up that that just gave me this tremendous sense of like profound sadness. Uh, last night they released the front page of the New York Times, yeah. which um, I'll put a link or a picture of it, but it's uh, it's a thousand names and uh, like a little one sentence or blurb or fact about uh, 1,000 of the 100,000 Americans that have died, you know, in the last mm-hmm. couple months. And it's not only the front page, just text wall, but it goes on for four pages, four full newspaper pages. And just seeing it is, you see these numbers and statistics and things like that, but to to see these people's names written out and then to see the facts about their lives, you know, is... Um, it's like a different level of reality, I guess, because you can say like, oh, this many people died today or whatever. But it's like you kind of forget that like each one of those numbers is a person and each one of those people had a family. And, you know, some of those people had full lives. Some of those people were taken before their time and all these other things. And so seeing that was it didn't uh seeing that made me more outraged just once again like at other people's not taking this seriously and bad behavior Mm -hmm. because it is so disrespectful to uh every single person that has 
lost one of those people. Like, 100,000 people just died in a relatively short amount of time. And this is still the beginning of the situation. And to, you know, to express your frustration, to take it out on other people, especially from a place of, like, such pure ignorance is... uh is outrageous to me and it's like you know without getting super political like if the leadership was more straightforward about the severity and the seriousness of this situation i don't think we would be in this boat but because it's been made light of because you know it's been said it's under control or it's just the flu or all these other kind of like bullshit lies uh we have a tremendous amount of people, most people are behaving correctly. You know, uh, I just saw a poll where it's like 80% or some large percent support Governor Whitmer's everything, like everyone is standing behind her. But you have this like vitriolic, loud minority of people that are just disregarding information disregarding experts being so disrespectful like in that way or careless in the in the way of the kickball situation where it's just like it's not worth how many deaths is going to play kickball worth you know where it's like you can't fucking not play kickball or not have this your kid's birthday party or whatever because it's like what what level of how many people's deaths are you okay with having on your hands? Um, we were talking about yesterday, the, there was, um, a hairdresser who continued to work somewhere when she was still sick and then continuing to go around. Um, to me, that is knowing that you're sick and then continuing to go around and, and spread it and be, uh, not home or careful about it is is like adjacent to manslaughter you're putting it's it's like incredible negligence yeah it's it's um it's like reckless it's like drunk driving you're putting people at risk it's um it's dangerous it's it's just uh yeah it's crazy so just seeing those names and seeing that i think um was uh both a nice it was a good tribute and also a very powerful statement uh, from from the New York Times, and so I respect them for doing that. But it really put it in perspective and like encapsulated kind of the rage I feel, where it's like these are real people who are suffering and dying um, because people can't fucking stay at home for a couple months, you know. So that's that's the encapsulation of my of my rage. Yeah. 100,000 in roughly four months. Um, yeah, and even in Michigan, it continues to, I, I don't want to say thrive, but there's a lot of new cases every day that are being reported. And um, Nick, you you brought a figure to my attention that was kind of staggering. Uh, yesterday, we've had 50,000 cases roughly. Over, yeah, close yeah. to 55. Okay, and... How many deaths? Over 5,000. Once again, like close to 5,500. So, which, yeah, yeah puts it at a the... roughly 10% death rate on reported cases, which 
the initial some of the initial reports of it being like the flu or even just like a few times more deadly than the flu like a 10 percent death rate in michigan is alarming so this is not your you know 0.02 percent or your one percent or whatever like 10 percent is uh is not a percent that i would feel comfortable playing kickball with you know right um it's that is uh and that's from the you know Department of Health and Human Services. Um, like that's those are the numbers, and um, and yeah, case cases are not the reason that like uh, that we're um, pushing the the stay at home order back is because cases are not falling in the way that they need to be in order for us to be able to go out and be quote to go out and it's not to go out and be safe but it's to go out and not have the hospitals be overwhelmed that's what i also think is like a problem with the messaging it's not like oh it's safe to go out now it's like oh no the hospital like you'll have a hospital bed now if you go out and yeah. get it or it's like you got a one in cha- uh, one in ten chance of dying but you'll be able to do it in a bed yeah and it's just like that's just a different story so um yeah michigan is still not not a good place and i think um yeah the numbers reflect that until and until they don't then it's just kind of a a pause uh because as soon as it gets re- uh, relaxed it's just gonna jump back up again you're absolutely right about that <laughs> klaus <laughs> once yeah. again i was watching him because he was staring at your back looking for a way to jump up on the back of your chair jamie and he's playing the tail game he's he's got to get his tail it's really important yeah i was afraid he was just gonna crawl his way up your body with his claws that happens yeah a few times a day Mm -hmm. which with every other cat i've had that ends at like one year of age yeah no he's never gonna stop he's a baby forever so those are the noises you may be hearing is him trying to catch his his tail on the metal chair I'm As he's, sitting yeah, on. Yeah, he's balanced over the back end of it to try to catch his tail through the open part. Usually you can't hear him on the recording. That's good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he is a constant distraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. A cute one. Mm-hmm. But a distraction nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, is there any, I mean, that was like the biggest coronavirus kind of like news update scenario. We talked a little bit yesterday about even, uh, okay. So like hypothetically, like the people playing kickball, like being outside, your risk of transmission is lower, but exercising is higher. So, um, but even if it does go down in the summer, it's not going to be eradicated. And uh, the the second wave happening kind of when we start going back indoors in the fall is like almost inevitable um, because of how contagious this seems to be. But yeah, I think I think it's important that we enjoy this summer uh, because think it's gonna be a hard winter next year yeah yeah it's it's important to in general find ways to enjoy where you are yeah for sure um but i just think it's like this is the window this is going to be a window of 
lo- lower risk and and perhaps a pullback on restrictions that I think is going to be perhaps short lived. You know, it's like the stick. We're gonna gonna feel free for a little while for a couple months, but it's gonna be shut down again relatively soon. I can't help but agree with you, truly. And it's um, and yeah. especially based on all it takes is one person being shitty, as we've seen, and there are so many shitty people engaging in in reckless behavior, where the likelihood of uh of spreading something if someone does have it is so high because it's like all it takes is one one person to you know walk around to a whole bunch of different stores even if you're not being shitty there might be a shitty human that you come in contact with somehow yes. yeah, yeah. that has brought it into yeah of course you situation yeah you don't have to be acting in bad faith but there are there are people there are enough people straight up acting in bad faith and then enough people who are probably taking all the precautions they can but are still you know hey you gonna get it take off your mask you're stupid you're stupid come on into this international hub and breathe it all in yeah or yeah the no masks allowed flooring store those people um well i don't know i don't have too much more to say about that i feel like the it's one of those things where the solution is simple but it's not easy you know it's like it's very straightforward what you need to do i know that's hard but you gotta do it anyway yeah well uh let's talk about the concept of the isolation or quarantine pod which is something we all read about this week yeah so um this this concept is basically um, you choose people that you know well and you know to a certain degree have been taking social distancing and necessary precautions against COVID and you bring them into your circle type of thing. You are you you have a mutual understanding that you guys are going to hang out with each other, but no one else. It's like creating an exclusive club. Yes. Which I love. I love an exclusive club. (laughs) I love VIP, so this is, like, very much easy for me, personally. It's like bottle service without the bottles. Mm. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an idea that it's cutting you some slack. So it's like you can see these people um and presumably still within being cautious and and whatnot but you can see these people and kind of only these people so as to reduce the risk of transmission transmission um and all behaving properly at the same time Mm -hmm. and we've sort of been doing this with um with a couple people and uh it's just like we're still hanging out outside. We're still hanging out far away. We're mm-hmm. still not sharing stuff or touching each other, doing anything like that. Um, which I think is uh, without not coming into contact with anyone at all. The way we are doing it is basically like 
yeah pod and then still safety within the pod right so, so it's, it's, it's not it's like re- we're all sitting on the couch together and yeah sharing. It, it's reducing everyone's and also the you know six of us or whatever that have seen one another the likelihood of any of us having it because we have been safe is pretty good and then even while together we're maintaining safe enough practices that even mm-hmm. if one of us did have it the likelihood of transmitting it to another person is low so it's like low on top of low percentages of risk um what do you what do you guys think about that that concept i think that if, practice i think I mean, it's people, pretty easy i think people actually doing. did it you know mm-hmm. but it's like you have to so completely trust all those people where it's like oh, I'm, I'm in 10 pods it's like that's not you know yeah. it's, like, works. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> uh, uh um i have a secret family in the next town <laughs> right. that's my nightmare yeah um, it's like oh thank you so much my other pod was telling me about it's like whoa, wait what, other pod? <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about when i was making out with my other pod yeah um this isn't a thruple pod yeah i think it's 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 relatively easy to do i think like for responsible uh friends and and family it's it's a reasonable step um i think it's important just to not get like too comfortable i guess and to still just be very vigilant but it's Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's a good general idea because it's at least it's giving people something um and especially if people are obviously we have each other which is very nice but it's like especially people that are alone or or whatever you know for them to be Mm -hmm. like okay i'm just gonna see this one other person and that's it or whatever the case may be uh if they're being smart about it then yeah i think that's that's fine but it's not you know it's not like raucous kickball games or a bunch of like little kids it's like you're still behaving appropriately and it still is in a very uh controlled manner so yeah and we uh well yeah Allie, how do you feel about it i mean it it makes sense as far as you know giving you like a little bit of sense of normalcy and feeling like you can see other people especially now that the weather's nice in the winter obviously like it'll just go back to you know not being able to see anybody but i think for right now if people can do it that it's great but it like you said you just have to know that they're not also seeing a bunch of other people in that capacity it's one thing when you like you know talk to somebody from a pretty decent distance from like a porch or you're doing a drive-by whatever because we've seen you know a handful of people in total throughout all Mm -hmm. of this pretty far away but it's nice to be able to like sit out in the back porch still keep some distance but like stay kind of on feel, my lawn. yeah feel a little bit of normalcy so it's nice at least and honestly like right now there's so much uncertainty and so it's so hard for me to really trust a lot of people like even my friends that i'm just like i mean you're always gonna make a lot of them are making exceptions for their family or significant others that they don't live with and stuff like that that i'm just like all right well just like i'll see my sisters and that's chill because i know that they're in the same yeah level. I've, I've talked to a couple of people that like their roommates are still having people over mm-hmm. just Ugh. going out and doing stuff or it's just like i'm uh, glad that we're yeah. all on the same page because that sounds like a fucking nightmare yeah to live with somebody who's like 
going and staying at their girlfriend's house and then like going to stay with their parents and having people over yeah. just it's like mind a cool mask alley it's just yeah. like <laughs> nerd um yeah. it's just like reducing reducing your travel re- reducing the amount of people you see just yeah they'll if everyone was was trapped inside of a a cage for the next two weeks this literally would be over but it's yeah. like because we can't do that you know to stay at home as much as possible yeah but yeah i think the pot thing makes sense yeah, it's it's just it's enough that you know hopefully people won't go insane but yeah now that the restrictions have been you know brought back to like hey you can have a social distance gathering of up to 10 people says our governor that's fine as long as you maintain the distance and wear masks is what she said yeah and i i just think people um it's like they're not going to do that they're going to be tempted to you know it's like people are going to have the mask but it's going to be dangling around their neck or whatever it's just like people are going to do that but they're not going to do it right um yeah it's uh we'll see we'll see what happens my hopes i'm pessimistic (laughs) but i think the way we're doing it is like fine and maybe that's biased because it's like oh what i'm doing is the right thing but i think we're legitimately trying to be safe and we're taking it just about as seriously as anybody i know you know that's without going crazy um yeah and the people we've considered having those hangs with are also equally concerned yeah which is the real uh, i mean it doesn't work the pod thing doesn't work unless you're completely confident in the other people taking it seriously yeah i will say this i did learn this week that um testing for covid and for antibodies is available in oakland county um of michigan which is nice um my uh the the people that have gone there have told me that they only had to wait about an hour hour and a half to get tested and they've had the results back in two to three days that's pretty impressive that's good that's we've come a long way as far as progress in in that realm yes and um you know oakland county is um has a lot more advantages than other counties and so i don't want to say that like oh yeah testing's out there now no problem but just in case you're listening and you're in oakland county or near oakland county you can go there and get testing at urgent cares at the very very least yeah it's nice. crazy that like but even though we have tests now uh we're still like backed up on masks and swabs and like you know just basic kind of medical equipment is still not where it should be so but, like yeah uh i feel like a massive stockpile needs to happen for health systems as far as this kind of protective equipment goes well especially before like, the potential hurricane of the second yep the second curve Yes, this before the second wave, there needs to be government stockpiling, and uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, we handle it better. Um, well, speaking of progress we'll... and stuff, you want to talk about you the, go. Yeah, so I didn't. Um, I read the study, uh, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, there there have been some. Um, there's been some progress made on uh, both animal. And apparently, uh, stage one human trials of a of a vaccine. Yeah, which yeah. is really uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, I've seen a study where I believe in mice and gerbils or guinea pigs. Uh, 
the vaccine produced antibodies and also in the study you just showed me it seemed that um the vaccine that they had uh produced antibodies um there were quite a high amount of adverse reactions to that vaccine correct um none of which were serious but like a lot of people did develop fevers and things like that mm-hmm. um like mild basically mild Upset symptoms stomach diarrhea yeah mild <laughs> symptoms mild uh, peptobismol curable symptoms but um but it did uh produce antibodies one of the things that is um an unknown still is is the degree to which antibodies offer you protection because uh there are a lot of viruses that you can get twice like even though people say you can't get uh chicken pox twice you can you know stuff like that um and also uh with like the flu or cold i believe um you can get it in a season and then get antibodies to that strain but it doesn't prevent you from getting it again in your life right so even if we get a vaccine that works we may have to get like the like the flu vaccine or the flu shot we might have to get revaccinated every year and even then it might not be able to uh stop you from getting it you know it'll it'll reduce your likelihood or whatnot but yeah we don't really know where this is going to go as far as like effectiveness of this vaccine that's yeah. just in clinical trials right now yeah um but it is a glimmer of hope yeah it's um, it's it's progress um i know that when uh the aids epidemic started they were talking about having you know quickly making vaccines and that obviously didn't happen so we've made a lot more progress on this and obviously we're much more um technologically advanced in the medical realm uh now than we were then so yeah as far as not really knowing about this thing five months ago um in in that short of a time frame having clinical trials of what looks like promising vaccines in humans is uh really really hopeful yeah it's amazing yeah it's uh it's nice to hear yeah it's nice to hear and um although there still are people that will not get vaccinated (laughs) because mm -hmm. they are also idiots could you imagine (laughs) um yeah (laughs) uh Man, if you come out of COVID and you're an anti-vaxxer, that's um, that's hard for me to People wrap are, my brain around. Have you seen but, all the Bill um, Gates conspiracy sh- shit? No. Do I want to know about it? People are like, well, because, because Bill Gates was talking about this uh, five years ago, because a pandemic was obviously predictable they're now thinking that bill gates created the pandemic and that he wants to put microchips in us to track us and blah 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 and that like any vaccine he makes is a yeah yep okay (laughs) that's that's being swirled around the internet right now as far as billionaires Uh... go bill gates is a very sweet man and has done a lot of humanitarian things don't tell that to the internet oh my god don't tell that to 4chan because he was smart enough to predict that this could be a national threat okay he created it yeah that's wow yeah shame on you yeah shame on you internet conspiracy theorists yeah it's really uh 
that's really um, rough out there. I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's yeah. A yeah, we already passed thesis. the rage section, so we gotta yeah. put that to bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm forgot about that. This I think Courtney's. We were talking about that a little bit yesterday, but mm-hmm. yeah, the shit against Bill Gates. Um, is is bothering me uh my brother actually brought up um because there's been a lot of even before this happened you know like the anti-billionaire sentiment and i just feel like that's um a misplaced a misplaced like villainization where it's like billionaires are operating within a in the system and i think it's like the system that needs to be reformed no that's absolutely true so i just think being like I'm mad at Bill Gates is not going to like solve anything. It's like understanding the system, understanding like why uh, that consolidation and centralization of so much wealth is not a good thing. And even when, um, even when Bill Gates is trying to do like philanthropic things, like uh, giving money away and stuff, that's what taxes are supposed to be for. Like we should not have to rely on billionaires to be generous. And even when they are, they're basically like imposing their will upon others and and by being charitable and doing these things they're getting tax breaks it's just kind of once again like the whole system's fucked up so if you're mad at billionaires get mad at the tax system and at your um at your politicians for for writing the rules to a fucked up game Um, let me let me read you a tweet that i think applies to this current conversation okay how about this no more billionaires none after you reach $999 million, every red cent goes to schools and healthcare. You get a trophy that says, I won capitalism, and we name a dog park after you. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, and although I think people should be able to, you know, be as successful as they want, probably not going to spend that much money. Maybe that goes towards the welfare of the people, and maybe the educated will benefit you in ways you never thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about decentralizing power um because it's more it's more diverse it's more resilient um things like that it empowers more people i don't think that you know uh a single person can understand the wants and needs and desires of hundreds of millions of people um Mm. which is once again it's like a benefit of ubi you know it's like cut cut the little top part of that whatever off you know um and and redistribute it to everyone equally empower empower everyone um although the the other thing about billionaires is that most billionaires do not have a billion dollars in cash sitting around in like a scrooge mcduck vault it's like they have equity they have equity in one if not many more companies where it's like jeff bezos Amazon is just a successful company. His net worth is in the is in the billions or whatever. It's not like he's got just cash floating around. So if we want to, you know, uh, dismantle or destroy all billionaires or whatever, cool, we'll just have, we'll have to break up all these companies, um, which, you know, there's some benefits to doing that as well. But it's like, just tax them. Yeah. We've, we've that, covered this. Yeah. Tax tax corporations tax um, appropriately. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert, but tax them appropriately. Maybe go back to uh, a little bit of a progressive tax if we have this big of a disparity in wealth in our country. Yes, 
Maybe yeah. that's not that crazy of an idea to take a little bit more. Maybe make Amazon pay $1 in taxes in a year. Maybe there, that's not insane. There's some, uh, I think it was it was like an older Daily Show interview where they did one of their classic things where it's like, imagine a crazy country that taxed wealth at 80% and like blah, blah. like. And the guy's like, yeah, that would never work. And he's like, it actually did work in one country. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's what was America and the entirety like the most popular uh, the most um, productive and successful time in whatever we used to tax millionaires and billionaires well there weren't billionaires at the time but we used to tax, tax millionaires at like a 90% tax rate Mm-hmm. And it led to one of the greatest eras of prosperity in America that is in in the world that has ever been seen. Um, you know, it's just it's just uh, fucking I don't know, crazy. man. I need my two day shipping, so yeah, I'm not into that. Well, the funniest the funniest part about that is like, um, imagine how many people now. It's like how we were talking about McDonald's. Like, how much more expensive would it be to? You know, whether taxes or to pay people appropriately or to give them health care, where it's like, if it's 25 cents more a burger or if it's $10 more a year on Prime or whatever it is for all these people, when you extrapolate these things, it's like, you can treat people a lot better and people will, if the value of the product is there, it should still be valued treating your people right. You know, it's like, so... Yeah, that's a tangent, but yeah, billionaires, just we need to rewrite the laws, um, but but like focusing on, the billionaire is a symptom of the problem. It is not the problem in itself. The so. problem, as we've stated before, is fucking kickball, alright? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay away from each and other. And snot-nosed kids. Yeah, snot-nosed kids, kickballs, and wear your mask on your mouth and your nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And capitalism will work itself out. No. Yep. Here we are, segment three, mm-hmm. day sixty-nine, week nine, and we're here to talk about what sparks joy for us here mm-hmm. in the podcast. We've got what sparks rage. We've got what sparks joy. And for that's, me, uh, just those two. <laughs> yeah, we're we're slowly building segments. I feel like we're you know, teeter tottering in between rage and joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. every moment of the day. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what we'd talk about if there was no massive external factor coming at us. You we know, wouldn't be doing this. So yeah. right, true. We'd have other things to do with our <laughs> yeah. Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. I'd know? be, yeah, I'd be like, actually, I'd probably just be at work. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Don't miss that. So mm-hmm. tight to have this many weekends off. <laughs> so much time to do. I haven't had Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had this many weekends off or I mean I guess this time off, but like ever in a decade, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, but weekends don't matter. So Right, it's other kind than of Jamie wasted. not working. Yeah, kinda of wasted, yeah. but 
Yeah, how bittersweet. <laughs> you know, you can have all weekends off, but you can't do anything, and uh, we can't pay you. Yeah, it's like a Faustian huh. bargain or some shit, or Catch-22. It's mm-hmm. one of those literary references. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of went over my joyous event, which was sort of like my birthday, fancy sugars and meats and stuff, and mm-hmm. Chex Quest. Um, so what Sweet. A- Savory, yeah, checks. video games yeah. about sweet and savory. My, my week was a checks mix of joy, if you will. <laughs> Just place a little checks mix on top of this week, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what about uh, what about you guys? Well, I mean, mine is just kind of building on what we've talked about in weeks past, where getting external stimuli into my brain is really, really important. Um, just not seeing the the same house the entire time has been really good. I've been biking more than I ever have in my entire life. We'll go on a bike ride almost every day. And honestly, it's nice, even if it's just around our neighborhood. But we've been seeing some really cool architecture and different neighborhoods right around us, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my favorite activities when I was younger in the morning would just be to drive around rich neighborhoods and look at their houses mm-hmm. and be like, man, that oh, that's dope. I can't believe they have such a big sun porch or that window is so huge. Um, you know what we should talk about sometime for a mm-hmm. podcast is just like modern architecture. Ooh. Because it sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, you look at an old city and you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then you go to like some new ass thing. And it's just shit. Well, not even that, but yeah, like city architecture and suburban architecture is fucking horrible. But yeah, but the difference between like the beauty and joy that uh, architecture and good aesthetics, environmental aesthetics versus like bland, cookie cutter, gross, like. Mm-hmm. It can change how it just changes you for sure. So I would love to have an episode on architecture because it's, I mean, it's a fascinating subject matter. And I, I agree with you so much. We went to um, Colorado back in November, which seems like October. a year ago. Was it October? Mm-hmm. Early October. Huh. And um, everybody's house was like so unique and gorgeous on the outside and then you went inside and they had no idea how to decorate it and just kind of the like the um the the comparison like what's important for aesthetics uh would be would be really fun to talk about uh absolutely but it's it's an interesting branch of philosophy yeah is beauty and aesthetics yeah um and you know what's that saying uh clean desk clean mind or whatever it is like where you're spending your time how it looks and how you've organized it is um is a reflection of of who you are inside your space is a is a representation of of you and i think you can extrapolate that from like your clothes to your room to your community to your nation you know it's like the your place is a representation of of the people within it um, but that's a tangent on your joy. So let's not get too far <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it was really, really nice to go to a different city. And even if it was just driving in, getting some curbside pickup and driving out, it was still very nice. Um, as well as biking, which I think I talked about last week. 
it's just been really important and increasingly so for me to get out of the house and um and make make use of the good weather i mean something else that has sparked joy is it's finally starting to turn the corner into summer here in michigan and um as we said last week like it it snowed like two weeks ago and today was 85 degrees and so pure michigan yeah mm-hmm. but we we had a porch hang you know we've been grilling um it's i guess unsurprisingly so it's some of the same things that i've found in weeks past are continuing to spark joy so grill that whatever you grill and go see somewhere nearby if you can mm-hmm. what about you ali uh I mean, it's it, my constant throughout all of this has been finding ways to be outside just to kind of, like, get out of the house. I thought you were going to say me, but that's fine. Yeah, I freaking, like, <laughs> my you, one rock. you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this past week or two, I've been really um, excited about um, garden projects. And mm-hmm. uh, I went to Telly's in Troy about two weeks ago. Spent a bunch of money on a bunch of flowers, and that made me really happy getting, you know, perennials, things that'll come back, and knowing what they are, and choosing where I want them to be, and cleaning up, you know, the beds for them. And then I also, I've never started anything from the seed form, which, like, in my mind always made sense of, like, I eh, just, like, throw in the dirt and it grows, right? But you have to be pretty specific about it. And you turns use like, out. Yeah, it turns out you actually need like specific starter soil and have to water it a certain amount. So I planted a couple different things and was completely convinced that none of it was going to work. And was like, whatever. Cost a couple bucks for all this stuff. Like under $10, I got all the stuff to start. Like carrots, uh, uh, parsley, something else, and some flowers. And was like, okay, well, we'll just like throw it together and see what happens. Some green beans and all that stuff too. And I noticed today, right on the front porch, a couple little things have sprouted, which was really cool. And then I started sunflower seeds in wet paper towel in a Ziploc bag. And those started to sprout. So then I put them in like a little planter pot that I have. And now there's like, they're all sprouting up and they're already like an inch outside the soil, which is very exciting. Allie's plan is to block off the one street that's by our house by just planting sunflowers close enough together that it is our natural fence. fence. We'll just have a whole fence of sunflowers. It actually takes them like all summer to grow. And then all of a sudden they kind of like sprout out, I feel like, but that'll be nice. That'll Mm -hmm. be a fun little thing. And there's still... I mean, our yard just increasingly <laughs> proves to be, like, so much bigger than I always think it is. And there's a lot of different sections, so just kind of whittling away. But that's been, it's been giving me a sense of purpose and a sense of, like, I guess responsibility. Because you have to really check on that shit. There's no point in me spending all this time weeding if I'm not going to go through and, like, continue to do it or monitor the well, There's a lot of need. management, you know. Yeah, it's a lot. It. Like, if I didn't work you know this was just like normal life and i didn't work it's still like a lot to maintain mm-hmm. which is why i didn't really do that much last year because you know you got other stuff to yeah, do yeah unless you're waking up super super early to do all that stuff it kind of slips away so it's been nice still want to change some things and you know get a longer hose so i can reach it all yeah but getting there so that's a fun little project 
I'm for it. That's it. I mean, that that, um, kind of fits in with the aesthetics. Like, we're just trying to, like, beautify our little environment. And Um, that's, like, my only sense of purpose throughout all of this is, like, what can I do to make the space that I'm staying in feel better? Whether it's moving stuff around down here and setting up, you know, stereo, which was really nice, and getting the yard put together, finishing my dresser project, which is now up in our room and very nice. Fully functional. Fully functional. Um, it's just little things like that that make me feel a sense of accomplishment, which right now is really important for me so that I don't go completely crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like win-win. You're completing something and beautifying the space at the same time. Yeah. Why not? The house has never looked so beautiful. The fridge has never been so full. And the yard has never been so taken care of, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Props to you. I mean, it's amazing what you can do when you're not slaving it away at a bullshit job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Truly. <laughs> so we'll see That's how what the I've noticed. I'm go. like, man, I can do so much stuff when I'm not working all the time. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Ah, uh, ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. It's lovely to have sufficient amount of time to pursue your interests. Yeah. That's when that's you have the sure. motivation to do it. Yes. Well, the beauty of this is, like, you don't need motivation all the time because you have so much time. So because you have so much time, you get bored, and you're like, well, I may as well do this. But when you have so much other crap going on and you don't have time, you're like, oh, God, I have to be motivated to do this task. But, I don't know, it's so much easier to do stuff when your time is more free, I guess. So it's like... It's very true. Value your time, people. Value that time. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I feel like I'm pretty good. Yeah. You guys want to talk about Nickelodeon again? Or? <laughs> yeah, what no. about Gak? Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember Legends of the <clears throat> Hidden Temple? Oh, man. Olmec? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, I feel like that pretty much well covers this week. It's been... Um, it's been a pretty good week and um we're just we're learning as we go along and there seems to be new lessons every week and frustrations coupled with them but um i feel like uh week nine's all right we're doing okay yeah and we've got at least uh three more weeks of stay at home so yeah yeah true we'll see how it goes make yeah. sure we got enough hard drive space because this is getting unwieldy mm-hmm. <laughs> no but uh stay safe oh god we didn't talk about like the bird or the boat or we, oh my god we can't get into all that yeah. right now i gotta go water my flowers so <laughs> all right real quick there's Maybe a robin's we'll, nest oh. over our deck and there's babies that have just hatched and They're the beautiful. mama robin but one is dead and is buried now in our backyard. It's like the circle of life yeah. is happening. It's unfolding in front of us. Also, yes. we kind of want to get a boat. But Maybe that's we're it. Yeah. A boat. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. all. <laughs> yep. Okay. Just want to throw that in there. Okay. Bye. So good to see you guys. Bye. No problem. Take a seat. You want to dance with me too?